0: sunday night seven o'clock time for the sports phone Ladies
1: and gentlemen, welcome to the main event
2: let's get ready to
0: all right Sunday night, seven o'clock time for another edition of the sports phone here on KzyX Jerry in Oregon Jim in the studio oh, yeah. Jim how are you doing
2: today I'm doing good the uh, it's uh if we get get some more rain everything would just be perfect this spring but uh, we get we got no rain it's been the longest I've ever seen in my garden. I don't think I've ever watered in February before. Yeah, Uh-oh. I mean, you got a fair amount uh, a while ago, right? Record-setting October, November. Right, right. That's what I thought I remembered. So we're, yeah, we're, yeah, sit- yeah. we're sitting on 30 inches, and we thought it was going to be just a tremendous year, and now it's gone. I, I think someone told me it's been nine weeks since it really rained. Gotcha. Sure. So anyway, uh, Jared, let, let's uh, explain the sports phone, then i got a question for you.
0: Okay, cool. Well, welcome everybody to the sports phone. Uh, If you are new to the show, uh, this is an open forum sports talk show. So very simply put, Jim and I are both sports fans. We have been coaches, players, uh, fans, you name it. We've been involved in it in some way, shape or form in the sports world. Uh, Jim and I like to spend this hour once a week giving up the control and giving you, the listeners, the the control of the show. We want to open up the phone lines and give you the opportunity to call and talk about whatever you would like to talk about that is going on in the world of sports. 707 895 2448 is the number to call. It can be about anything as long as it is some relation to the sporting world. It can be professional, high school, college, scores, topics, controversies, questions, comments, whatever it is, as long as it is uh, in the sports world in some way, shape, or form. We want to hear about it and we look forward to taking your calls. 707
2: Ah, uh, Jim, the, you said and, you had a question. Yeah, for me. and the and the and the lines are open right now. We've got no interview this week. Um, we'll get to that uh, about our interview last week in a second. I think it was last week. Is that when we interviewed? Yeah, it was someone? last week. Yep. Yeah, it was and week, um, yeah. it's only been a week. Wow. Um, Jer, your your first year of coaching, coaching high school in Portland. Um. Well, your varsity is still playing, but your team, the freshman team, is done. Does it feel like a relief? What's, how do you feel like? I always liked it when the season was over.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess we didn't go into that a ton when I mentioned that the season was was over last time. Yeah, um, yeah it, it was... It, oh, I guess there's your question more about how does it feel that, that now the season is over, not a reflection on...
2: No, things. just the fact that it's over and... Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So on.
2: I will say the first thing is because I'm still going into
0: practice uh, and I'm going to games for our varsity team or in the state playoffs right now, but it's very relieving to not have to make a practice schedule every day yeah. to kind of just like, Oh, I'm just going to show up at practice and I'm going to rebound or make or throw passes where I'm needed. Just kind of bounce around and do whatever I'm needed for. Or I'll just stand there and really do nothing. So it, it's, it's, it's really relieving from that standpoint to not have to make a schedule to not have to organize a practice, not have to worry about buses, not have to worry about transportation, sending out schedules to parents, all those types of things. It is a big relief. I did enjoy it. I think it's, it's something I really had a, a lot of fun doing. I'm, you know, think I'd, I'm leaning right now towards doing it again next year if the opportunity is there. But now that it is over, uh, and to only have to show up at practice and games and not have to really worry about organizing anything, that is a really big relief. And one week from today, the season will actually be over. So that will be another feeling of relief. For I just I'm not going to have to you know go into the gym five days a week.
2: Well, anymore. it could so, be, it could be over sooner than that. It, I mean you, you're in. What are they down to? Eight teams in in, in Oregon.
0: Yeah, but everyone's guaranteed at least two games oh. in the, in this tournament. So yeah. it, as long as we win one of two, we will play on Saturday.
2: Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. The phones are open. If you got anything in the world of sports, give us a call. Um, I've got a, a little bit, um, I got some uh, texting from from Vince, so I thought I'd bring it up again. I was just telling you, Chair, um, my favorite topic last week, and um, I know I haven't stuck to this topic, but I like last week on the sports phone. I, I still like that idea. My favorite thing of last week, my favorite thing of last week was talking about the new bar in Portland. Yeah. The yeah, sports yeah. bra. The sports bra. B R A. And I'm going to just sum it up, and then you can tell um, if you want to just mention it one more time what what it's going to be all about. This is the all female sports bar called the Sports Bra. And it is, what I heard about it was just tremendous. They'll be playing. Well, just
0: to be clear about what this is, because all All women's. Could be very misleading in terms of what it is. This right. this is a sports bar that is only going to show women's sports.
2: Right, right. But it'll be to, all, to okay. say
0: all women's, I think, is a little too general, right? Because they're going to let men in. Oh uh, yeah. We'll be surprised if men are working there, but they're only going to show women's sports on TV. Uh, that's the, if if you want to call it a gimmick, that's the gimmick of this of this sports bar.
2: I just love the idea. I think it's going to be incredibly successful. I predict that the. Prefer- There'll be professional teams, women's teams, that come to this sports bar together to watch to watch to watch games. I, I, are I just, you uh,
0: Jim? Are you familiar with Kickstarter before I go into this at all? Never. Does that mean anything to you?
2: No, never heard of it.
0: It's a it's a fundraising platform where basically someone can put up a goal like we want to raise this much money. Go, to accomplish X, Y, or Z,
2: sort of like GoFundMe, similar. Yeah, it's it's similar to GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So the the sports bra had a Kickstarter campaign. Still has huh. nine days to go, uh, and their goal was forty eight thousand dollars. And they they're up to almost ninety three thousand dollars on
2: their Kickstarter, so they've more
0: than doubled almost their.
2: their I goal. can't wait to go there. Vince told me he read. Oh, you you no, you told me you were reading. Yeah, menu looks good. It looks like bar food, which is what I said. It's like <laughs> as long as it's
0: good bar food, I'm in. They got nachos, they got burgers, they have got wings. Count me in. I'm going. I, I'll go check it out.
2: I'm going too. I can't wait. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. 707-895-2448. Give us a ring. Just getting started here on the sports phone, you can give us a call. 707-895-2448. And
2: we got a caller on the sports phone. You're live.
0: I mean, they got a club.
3: They got a chicken Caesar salad. They've got sliders. They got nachos. (laughs) It's it's your typical sports bar menu. It's great. Yeah, uh, that drink menu didn't look bad either, Vince. No, not at all. And you really, you got to read the article, Jim, about the owner. Uh, great article. Super, super awesome. Like, uh, passion that's going to go into this place. I, I, I'm pumped. I can't wait, Jerry, for you to give us feedback on actually, uh, you know, going there and experiencing it. It should be, uh, I, I guarantee the first few months are going to be crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, well, and it's also going to line up really nicely with the mask restrictions getting lifted in Oregon. So I I think, yeah, I would imagine their opening is going to be very busy.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you, Jerry, that's an interesting uh, moment. I was in Harvest uh, yesterday or the day before and was not aware they had lifted the mandate. And I was like walking around being like, wow, apparently half the people don't care anymore. Like, (laughs) like, what what happened? (laughs) I was like, wait, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting moment. But, yeah, it should be fun to – actually see people smiles while you're in
0: there um, that's uh, always a good thing it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting uh, f- I, from a Portland from a sports standpoint so we're playing in to kind of bring this all together with the math stuff so our high school is playing at uh, University of Portland next week for the uh, state playoffs um it's, it's at all, it's all at a neutral site for the top eight and they have – and University of Portland, which is a private college, has very, very strict COVID rules. But in theory, their COVID policies are going to be going up against the mask mandate getting lifted on the state championship day, which is Saturday. Because the the mask oh. mandate for the state gets lifted on the 12th. The state championship game is going to be at the 12th as well. Uh huh. And that's the and again, University of Portland is a private college that has very strict COVID policies right now. So wow. I'm curious wow. what what comes of that.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed. Um, you know, so I trusted the science that told me to put on the mask two years ago, and and I'm trusting the science that tells me it's okay to take it off now. That's as exactly. much as that's as much as I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, that's that's perfect. That's perfect. What do you got for um, the sports phone, Vince? Well. So, for me, this, this weekend was um, an interesting one, and you guys kind of did a good job of, of uh, precursoring it a little bit by you know, asking Jerry how he felt that a season was over.
2: I was thinking about that.
3: And uh, for me, you know, I, I watched yesterday, and uh, whether you're a fan of Coach Krzyzewski or not, you couldn't help but respect the way yesterday went with his final home game after 42 years at duke
1: mm-hmm.
3: and all the people that came back all the like almost like 100 plus players former players came back to witness it it was uh you know a spectacle and one of those things for me you know i've been a duke fan for 35 years uh you know shishkesky larry bird match johnson are 3 mm-hmm. reasons i love basketball
2: huh. and
3: so in uh, Duke University, you know, their, their team has always been my my basketball team that I've, lo- I've watched and loved forever. And so yesterday was a very, um, you know, heart, especially <laughs> kind of fitting that they lose the game to their arch nemesis, North Carolina, yeah. uh, in a way, uh, as much as that was a bummer. But the whole atmosphere and the energy of it and the emotion of it was just so, so special for me to watch. Um, and so I. I want to ask, what is a moment in sports that moved you emotionally? Not one you were involved in, or I guess it could be, but, like, mainly something that happened in sports. Because before this, it was really, like, Mike Tyson losing to Buster Douglas was the big sporting event that moved me when I was young. Um, and now this. So what do you guys have that was a sports moment that moved you in a way?
2: That was Did I- just... Go ahead, Jer. Can I make? I was just say. Like, can
0: I make one comment quickly on the the Krzyzewski thing from from yesterday? Go ahead. That I thought was yeah. like it was. I it was it was. I thought it was really funny, honestly. But it, it also I think encapsulated the influence that he has over the program. So he gets on the or not the program, but the influence he has at the school. So he gets on the mic after the game. And he starts talking and kind of apologizing for losing the game and there's kind of this like murmur in the crowd where it's like oh you don't need to apologize and in in in, to simplify what she says he basically tells the crowd to shut up so
2: he can talk no he said no he said he he, he, said said, be quiet be quiet
0: you when he says be quiet it goes from loud in that gym (laughs) to dead silent in the, in like the snap of a finger, it was like he cast a spell on the crowd. It's like, no, you're not allowed to talk yeah. anymore. Like I'll, they, I'll he that, said, I'll, "Shut I'll up," they and they listened. Yeah, they
3: did. And funny. I'll tell you, Jerry. Like for me, though, as, as like witnessing a coach who has a complete grasp on his program, right, right? Those those twelve to fifteen kids that are playing on that team right now, he gave them a message. He, yeah. he this was unacceptable. What we did today like our success, but today was not okay. Yeah, and I yeah. love, I kind of love that. You, there, there's not enough of that in sports anymore, where someone's just like, hey, everybody be quiet for a minute. In life yeah. in general sometimes, I got something to say, shush, and I do want to apologize. Like, it wasn't inappropriate, I don't think, uh, in the
2: moment. Yeah, no, I was I was very impressed. I, I watched the whole ESPN coverage of his last game, and I, I'm sure this yeah. too- I can't imagine the um, man, Imagine the documentaries that are going to be done in the next 10 years.
3: Oh, he, yeah. He's got a 30 for 30 coming out for sure. I, that's, there's no doubt about that. Um,
2: you got an I, emotional I, thing, I, Jer? I, I, I can't think of one.
0: Sorry, was the question one that I am not... The question was something that I am not was not involved in, right? It can be yeah, something. That's kind
3: of... Yeah, that's, I mean it can be, but I, I'm kind of curious as to like, you know, thinking about the the history of sports, like you know, a, a moment like the Miracle on Ice, or sure, sure, you know, sure, sure, sure. There are there, there are things that have moved people. What has there been something in sports that you were just like, man, that's an, that's crazy? The the emotion of that moment in this in this particular sporting event.
0: Yeah, I, I guess the obvious one to make the comparison to the. To the Shostovsky thing was, I still go back and watch Kobe's last game, his home game against the Lakers or, or with the Lakers against the Jazz when he put up sixty. I still go back mm-hmm. and watch that every now and then. Um, I, I would say that's the one that comes to mind immediately. He gives the speech at the end. After yeah, I, I guess that's the one that stands out the most, or at least was my first reaction. Mm.
2: Geez, I, yeah, no. I, I don't know. I think you just said it. I, I think being on the streets and um, giving up my ticket and, and being there for the Miracle of Ice out on the streets, um, that wasn't even supposed to be a good game. <laughs> no,
3: Yeah. No. that was supposed to be a blow-up. Yeah, exactly.
2: I, I know. I think, being out th- I think being in Lake Placid for the Miracle on Ice might be mine. I, I, I still think back at that. And... Uh, Every once in a while, just say, "Well, uh, if no one has anything else, I'll, I'm going to read this list." Well, uh, before another call happens here. Oh, I had a, I had a, I had something to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, seven zero seven. Well, real quick, seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a ring if you have got anything you want to talk about going on on the sports phone. 2448 Anything going on in the world of sports? If you want to give us a call, feel free to do that. Um. No, so I I had something sports-related, and with Vince here, I'm actually curious, because I think, and I could be wrong, but I think I did something sports-related yesterday that neither of you have ever done in your sports careers before.
2: I don't know about that, Jerry. I know what you're going to say, and I'm going to have to think about it. Go ahead. We'll
0: see. So, So I... I, we're, okay, let me set the stage a little bit. If I, if we
2: don't have any calls.
0: I'm going to set the stage. I'm going to tell this story with the details it deserves. So, <laughs> we're sitting in the team room after our uh, sat, after our Friday night playoff game, our Friday night playoff win for for Westlands Varsity Boys Basketball, and the athletic director comes in and he asks everybody in there and he says, "Our normal PA microphone person." isn't going to be available for the girls game tomorrow night
2: girls do play any
0: out. of you want to do it so to be clear what that is for listeners that aren't super familiar with that pa or public address announced mic person is basically if you watch a basketball game or really any sport it's the person on the microphone that's talking to the crowd so for basketball it's, they commonly do the starting lineups who scored they'll read off halftime stats they'll do those kind of things and so it kind of goes around the room after the athletic director asks this question And it gets to me, and the varsity coach says, wait, Jerry, didn't you do this when you were at Linfield? And I said, no, I only did play-by-play. No, But I'm happy to do it. So I was the public address announcer last night (laughs) for the second-round girls' high school playoff game at uh, Westland High School. It was some of the most fun I've ever had. I really (laughs) enjoyed it. I got to do starting lineups. I got to put my own twist on stuff. Uh, our girls won at a buzzer beater, so I got to make a buzzer beater call. Like I got to say the person's name and game winner and stuff. It was really, really fun. And I started thinking about it, and now that Vince is here, I don't think either one of you have ever, ever have ever done that before, as far as I know. So I think I've done something in sports that neither of you have ever done.
2: I, I've never done. I don't think I've ever done the the public address, in 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 house live. I, I don't think.
3: Uh, I. I can say for a fact that I have not. So that's that gives you a great perspective of the game, right? You get to, you get a good
4: yeah. seat too. Yeah, that's,
0: yeah, that's right, right down at the scores table. And I'll tell you the, the funniest moment of the whole thing was I was pretty confident going into it, and then I was handed the, the visiting team's roster. <laughs> they had four Hawaiians on that team with <laughs> with last names of, of, I believe it was eight and 11 digits, or eight and 11 letters, <laughs> respectively, and I had a moment of panic until, one, I remembered, oh, just ask the other team how to pronounce the names, and then also remembering, oh, it's Hawaiian, you just pronounce all the vowels,
2: you pronounce but every I had vowel. this
0: moment of yep. panic where... I, I saw these really long last names and thought, oh, my goodness, what have I gotten myself into here? But then I remembered how to do it. And I also remember you can just ask how it was pronounced, and it was really fun. There was a great crowd on hand. Uh, it was a really good game back and forth. It, it was really, really fun. I, I had a really good time. All
3: right. So, so safe, safe to say you'll you'll never do a play-by-play for
0: uh, hockey no not a chance (laughs) not a chance that that is that would be yeah i I would struggle with that
2: march 6th
0: oh we're jumping into jumping right into uh, to
2: uh this day in sports this day happens to be march 6th 2022 well keeping in our theme of of Players' salaries, I got another one today. In 1922, on March 6th, Babe Ruth signed his big three-year contract worth $52,000 over a three-year period. Nice job, <laughs> Babe Ruth. Three, oh, man. 3-6-1922. In March 6th of 1945... Hang on, just... Before you move on, again, perspective. And I've, I've used this right. example
0: a few times because this money thing keeps coming up. But the current average salary in Major League Baseball is $4.38 million a year. <laughs> well, that's yeah, the average. That's, okay.
3: that's Babe Ruth,
2: by the way. <laughs> and, and that was Babe Ruth
0: yep. getting the big bucks in 1922. All right, continue. Joe.
2: Here's one for you both of you. In 1945, March 6, 1945, George Nissen, I'm going to go with Nissan or Nissen, invented the first trampoline. I like that one. Wow. March sixth.
0: Is there an wow, argument to Donald? be made this shouldn't be on the site? Uh, it's, no. It's come, on, come
3: on, trampolines are used in so many ways with athletics. And and uh, I, I, I've jumped on a trampoline. You gotta have some body control. You're gonna mess yourself up. It's
0: a you sport. know what the best, you know what the best s- use of a trampoline was ever in sports? And there's a right answer yeah, but, to this question. And I hope the, the, one of ma- too the the
2: mascot Dunkey? No. no, 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 that's not going to, I'm going with the actual, th- there was a basketball sport. It was slam ball. Slam ball, yeah.
0: That's
2: right. <laughs> played on trampolines.
0: It was played on trampolines, it was fantastic, well the middle, the, the, the two sides were played on trampolines, the middle was regular basketball, and then there were trampolines on either side, it was fantastic. 707-895-2448, uh, like- give us a ring if you got anything you want to talk about going on in sports about. 35 minutes left on the show, 707-895-2448. All right, sorry, I cut in there.
2: Go ahead. March 6, 1982, and I got a question about this one, Jer. The highest-scoring game, the record for the highest-scoring game in the NBA, National Basketball Association, March sixth, 1982, 171-166, triple overtime game, the Spurs versus Milwaukee. I don't even know if that was a Bucks back then, but uh, they just said Spurs yeah. versus Milwaukee. Now my question is is that record still stand highest sport, score? uh no it does not still stand uh,
0: 1983 Pistons beat the Nuggets uh, 186 to 184
2: triple o. Yeah. Triple o, wow okay so that 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 record only lasted a uh, a, a week a year a year yeah. yeah oh no that's right and my last one 2019 March 6 2019 3 years ago today i believe that is lebron passed uh, michael jordan in scoring <clears throat> I mean, imagine Oof. the day that, oh, yeah, I, I passed Michael Jordan in total points. I mean, yeah. <laughs> really. well,
3: I, I watched LeBron James last night go crazy. Yeah, I know. So, I, 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 wow. Definitely. Here's
0: definitely the. Watching, uh, special. Here's the crazy one about that is he's going to catch Carl Malone. He's only 200 and some odd points behind Carl Malone. Um, he is.
2: He's not catching Kareem.
0: He's. Hold on. Let me do the actual math here because I want to get this number right. I don't see a world where he catches Kareem. Uh, No.
2: But hold on one second. Let me get the actual. He's going to catch a lot of players for different stats than just scoring, though. That's the. He is 1,667 behind Kareem. Yeah, Kareem played. So if you divide that by 82, he. Well. Well, the
0: difference is he needs to average. It's it's twenty points a game for four more years. No, for yeah, so what's eighty two? Hold on, what's eighty two times twenty? Yeah, hold on. Eighty two times. Oh wait, we're this is live math on the sports phone here. I'm sure I could find this somewhere. Yeah, so he'd have to he'd have to average twenty points a game over eighty two games. So that's doable, I think. He could break it actually. I could see that. For for one more year, that I mean eighty eighty two times twenty is is enough to, to beat it. So yeah. I think
2: that means he just needs a full season. Wow! Yeah, he
3: could. Yeah. I mean, wow,
0: That'd that's be- closer than I thought it was. Well, you know, you say the Kareem
2: played till he was you know forty two or something. Um, you got to remember also, LeBron started when he was seventeen. Kareem didn't start until <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, he had to play Le- four. Got- yeah, LeBron playing to 38 is the same as Kareem playing to 42. Exactly. Kareem didn't start until he was in his early 20s. Right. I mean, most everybody back then did four years of college before they went to pro.
2: In mid 20s, he probably didn't play till he was 22 or 23. Yeah, 707 895 exactly. 2448. That's phones are slow here in the sports phone. Give us a call. Tell us what you think. Um, so, Jerry, you, you, you're going to watch uh, the
3: HBO show uh, by Adam McKay about the Lakers?
0: So, I I don't have HBO Max, so if I can mooch it off somebody, I will watch it, but I'm not going to pay for an HBO Max subscription just to watch it. Just to watch it? <laughs> no, yeah. I, uh, I, Jim, I'll, are you I'll are, get, are you familiar I'll, with this show that's coming out? No, what is it? So, HBO Max is doing... It's not a documentary, right, Vince? It's like a fictional... They're using actors, right?
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty much, like, as real as you can get it, but it's, it's written and directed by Adam McKay, who does a bunch of, like... Obscure, crazy. He, uh, he did the Big Short. Um, right. uh, Don't look up. Recently was a movie he did, um, and he's doing a. And it's basically what John C. Riley is playing uh, uh, Jerry Buss, and there's other actors playing Magic and Kareem. And it's basically it's called um,
0: it's called Showtime.
3: Showtime, exactly. And yeah. so it's basically like the, the up and coming fast break style of basketball that Pat Riley and the Lakers bring in the early '80s. And it's, you know, I, I have a feeling it's going to be Hollywood style, but it's going to have some truisms to it, but it's definitely not documentary. It's a full-on TV show. Right,
0: uh, they're I'm bringing in the actors movie. to play Magic Johnson and, yeah. and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I, I think it'll be really fun. I just don't think it's worth paying for a subscription to HBO Max.
3: No, I'll send you, I'll send you my, my uh, login. Yeah, address. give me your login information. I, I'm, I'm in. You're, you're, yeah, I'm curious. take. I'm going to watch it. Not even being a Lakers fan, it just looks really fun. And that was a pretty fun era when basketball was just really getting going, and they were exciting, you know. So.
2: Hmm. 707-895-2448. Where do you want to go from here, Jer? You want me to pull up uh, a, a topic right. here? Say it again? I want me to pull up a topic here?
0: Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to talk about. we got about a half hour left on the show here, so give us a call, 707-895-2448, if you've got anything you want to bring up. But, yeah, Jim, whatever's on your... On your well, uh, on your
2: mind. This one's been on our on our mind for a while, and you know Vince is hanging around here, and there's no other calls right now, and he's a big baseball fan, so let let's talk about robot umpires for a second. <laughs> get get lead, lead into what we're talking about, Jerry, in case we have some non-baseball people. Because sure. this is a very interesting topic, whether you like baseball or not.
0: Yeah. Okay. So so I actually had a question first, and this is one that Vince, I don't know the answer to. Does minor league baseball get impacted by the lockout? I imagine the answer to that is yes, correct? Oh, yes. No. 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 No.
3: Minor league baseball, I believe, is still going
0: on. Okay. Okay. I was yeah. curious what what's the answer to answer that was. Anyway, so this story is from a couple months ago, but but we've wanted to bring it up at some point just because it's it's really interesting. Um. So robot umpires are going to be used at home plate uh, for AAA baseball this year, um, which is basically the closest level of baseball – to professional baseball. It's one level down from that in the minor leagues. Uh, Before we go into kind of all the details on how this is going to work, there's essentially going to be a a camera, if you want to call it that. I can go into more of the details. But there's going to be a camera that's basically tracking every pitch, determining if it's a ball or a strike, the umpire is still going to make the call. He is just going to be getting told if it's a ball or a strike. So there's still going to physically oh, is be an umpire there. He's just not making ball or strike calls. I think the reason wow. he's still there is also to make, like, safe out calls if there's stuff at home plate. And, um,
3: that's probably and, and, part of it. Home plate up our, plate up our controlled uh, first base and third base lines for fair and foul.
2: Correct. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, hey, if if they can call balls and strikes, and and they did, they're doing the Australian Open. They did it without any lines, people. Um, I assume they could. They could. They don't need an umpire to call balls. Um, you know, to, to run the lines anymore either. That's that's going to be easily. Uh,
3: just that would just be that'd be uh, safe and out at home plate. Be all they there. All they're there for really, which is right. unbelievable. So, so Jerry, just so I'm clear here. Because I was assuming this would be like a backup thing to be like you have a couple challenges and you can oh, challenge no. a ball. Like, this is literally the umpire is going to call what he is told
2: to call? Correct. That is my understanding <laughs>
3: of this. So he's, oh my God, it's
0: terrible.
2: So he's going oh. to be connected into the... He's going to be connected into the computer.
0: So, so, so I can just read it. This is off of Go CBS ahead. Sports. So... Uh, once TrackMan, which is the name of the system, and we can describe how TrackMan works in a second if you want to hear all the details, uh, identifies a pitch's location, it's recorded, and then communicated to the umpire via an earpiece. Uh, sure. The umpire then makes the call. So the sequence goes, pitch gets thrown, TrackMan identifies the pitch's location, it's it's voiced down to the umpire if it's a ball or a strike, the umpire then makes the call.
2: How How accurate is it? Do we know? Well, not just that, though.
3: So now we're going to slow the game down milliseconds some more, which is going to add <laughs> up over the course of a game because the umpires got to wait for the call. No, they're not what waiting if, for
2: anything. If, uh, what
3: the, if the system, yeah, it'll be quick, Jim, milliseconds. I'm not talking like long periods of time, but they'll add up over a game. I
2: over don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it'll be any faster than the umpire thinking to himself, "Is that a ball or a strike?" Vince, was your question, "What if the system crashes in the middle of a game?"
3: Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the umpire forget what he's like? Oh, what do I do? I don't know if it's a ball or a strike. I can't. I mean, like that. You know, there's going to be errors and glitches. They have you know instant replay was supposed to speed the game up and make calls correct, and that's terrible. Is this going to be? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the Australian Open used, I think similar technology, like Jim said, and obviously didn't have any glitches that I know of. There wasn't anything major reported of, like, oh, this is a failed experiment.
2: My mom my I, mom watched it, and she just, my mom watched the watches tennis, and she watched the Australian Open, she told me, the only difference is the way it looked. You, you, I mean, there, there was a lot more space out there on the, on the court. Sure, yeah,
3: had less people on the court, You yeah. didn't
2: have all those people. I mean, you think about it, there's a lot of lines, people. There's one on there's at least six. There might be eight. Um,
3: yeah, no. It looks it, it definitely. I could see how that would be. You taking off a lot of body. But that are obvious. It's
2: yeah. it's just. I I am so against this. More so than I am against replay review. This is. Is there any umpire, referee, whatever you call the person, um, judges, referees, umpires, whatever you call that person in whatever sport you're in, is there anything bigger than the home place umpire in all the sports, the umpire can't see, the umpire's blind, the umpire needs glasses. It's part of the sport. I can't believe so, they're taking this out of the sport. Do you think, I guess my question to that
0: was, do you think there's still going to be managers and players that get mad at umpires for striking ball calls, or are they just going to accept it now that a camera's calling it?
2: That whole thing is over.
0: You, you, you don't think managers are still going to get thrown out of games for <laughs> arguing balls and strikes? Who are they going to argue with? argue with the computer I, oh it, it, I
4: can't
3: wait it, so it is at AAA. that's yeah. that's high level baseball I, I can't wait to read about how this is like what does happen you know what do managers do if the, the computer's here. Out, off a little bit and it's calling stuff that's borderline you know I mean it, it's going to be an interesting obviously it's worked at the levels they've used it to get to this stage and this is not the first time they've used it right so it's worked somewhat to get to Triple A. It's worked its way up the ladder. I guess we'll see what happens. But man, what a joke!
2: Let, me take a, let, me, let, me, let me take a call here. See if we spurred hey, someone. Thanks, Vince. Oh, you got that. Keep, keep, keep listening, Vince. Hello, you're on the air.
5: Hey, I, I'm away from the radio, so I get reception. But I'm with you, Jim. No, <laughs> you know the umpires. Uh, if the umpires were consistent in their strike zone from umpire to umpire then you wouldn't need the robo this wouldn't be a problem right if they were all consistent in what they call balls and strikes
2: I, I'm so taking- maybe all
5: maybe all the umpires need to go back to remediation and and learn about the strike zone uh, the only thing I could really see is maybe that I could I could go for say in a uh, playoff uh, you know series or whatever it's a uh, if it's a 3-2 and 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 he calls a strike and, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute, let's take a look at it. But it kind of takes the humanness out of it. And this all comes through in baseball. The umpires are completely sacrosanct. You know, they are God out there, and that is kind of a bit of a – can be a problem. Um, But, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm I'm not in favor of anything like that, but, you know, takes out makes it easier just makes it easier and I, I'm with Vince what happens if the crashes what happens if somebody hacks it it's all sorts <laughs> of stuff like that right that's,
0: that's I mean, it what could I was going to say that, that, that was it
5: could, hap- I mean, it, it could happen yeah <laughs> right was... in this day and age it
0: would happen oh that would be amazing it, someone hacks the umpire oh you know, hilarious somebody in Houston or St. Petersburg or you know yeah. wherever
5: those big hacker combines are just you know, but, well, kind of, you know, the umpires do get together and they tell both both the coach managers and the and and the pitching staff that this is what I look for for a ball and for a strike. Which, I mean, okay, I understand that, but at the same time, if, ever, if they were all consistent, then they wouldn't have to say, this is what I look for in a ball and a strike, because the ball would right. be a ball and a strike would be a strike. Mm. Uh, That's uh, uh, but the... I, I, I just real quick, I'm going to move on because I'm out in the field and I'm freezing my butt off here. Um, the sports sports bra thing. Um, you know, actually, maybe some of the men's coaches and teams should go to those places and see how the game was played and actually should be played. I enjoy watching women's sports. Mm-hmm. There's more teamwork. There's more communication. There's definitely I don't know what to say no about desire but Boy, man, they're just as intense as as the guys, if not more so. You know, um, and also, but, you okay, know, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's just that's just something that you know. I find with women's sports is you know, big basketball, soccer, hockey. It's it's since they don't necessarily have a physical whatever, they they gotta work as a team. They they play. You know, like I joke about the Warriors. The Warriors for years played women's basketball, which is how basketball used to be played, you know? So I'd like to know what you think about since you were there watching the women's, you know, the young girls of high school, what you think about the difference in in the game?
2: I got another call. Let me take it. Okay. We're on a roll here.
0: Real quick, Jim, before you bring that caller on, um, I just was thinking about this. You know what my first events that I'm going to attend at the sports bra are going to be? What? The women, assuming they're open and i would be i would be shocked if they're not the women's final four is april 5th and 7th ooh i think that would be a first play a first time to go to that place hey, hello you're on the air
1: <laughs> yeah i think it's kind of interesting listening to people reminisce about the way it used to be when you're playing a sport and you're freaking watching it on television just think about that for a second you're supposed to go to a baseball game in the stadium, you cannot see like the ref can see. The ref gets the call because nobody can see. As soon as you had television and you start showing a batter's box on television where I can watch that ball not be in the strike zone and the guy calls it a strike, it's, the writing is on the wall. Of course you're going to add more technology on top of technology. So, If you want to truly be nostalgic, no television, you have to go to a game and it's 100% consistent with your position, but you cannot have it on television with delineated strike zones that I can watch and say, well, we can't have a robot beside that. I mean, we got a robot showing it to us with an automatic camera. I mean, come on, go back to your old game. And maybe even we go back to the sandlot instead of inside of the game. You know, but nostalgia is what nostalgia is. We each get to pick our baseline for nostalgia. All right, gentlemen, what do you think of that?
2: I don't know how to answer that. I am just so tired of taking the ref, the ump, and the judge, and the lines people, taking them out of the game. To me, they were part of the game. If they make a mistake, that's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. I will not buy the... <clears throat> it's worth too much. We have to get everything right. Jerry, I know you're not going to back me up here. We got another call. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. For th- Thank you. Thank you. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, guys. Are we? Are you still on the umpire thing
4: here? Because that's what I was calling about.
2: Robot yeah, umpire.
4: Sure. Okay, yeah. So so it, I cannot tell you how sad this makes me. It's, it's going to take, unfortunately, it's going to take away what I think is Possibly one of the more endearing parts of baseball. Thank you. And it's you. a nice little intricacy that is part of the chess match between the pitcher and, and the batter. Uh, different umpires have different strike zones. Some of them progressively get a little bit looser as the game goes on and so on and so on. And, and to take that away is just it's watering the game down a lot because that is baseball, is that battle really between the two uh, uh, from the mound to the plate, you know. And it's what what are you like like you like you're saying? What are you going to argue? I I miss. I will miss uh, managers getting tossed. You know, I remember Lasorda getting up and spitting. He was so frustrated, and he'd get tossed right away. You know, and that kind of thing will just be gone. And it's uh, you
0: you don't think that the the manager's going to go up there and just be like the 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 camera's wrong, the computer's wrong. He's going to be like just yelling at the umpire and indirectly yelling at the system. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. No,
2: I think they're going to eliminate that from the game.
4: I don't think that I don't think it'll go very very far if somebody does uh, charge out their yeah. argue because it, like look at the people that argue the most in tennis you know now that uh, they, they they challenge they look and they don't they just hang their head in shame when they realize that they got the computer was right and they were wrong again you know so no. I don't see it going anywhere they'll argue whatever the computer isn't picking up like the foul you know foul line and and the calls at the plate and stuff like that so it'll still happen but. Man,
2: yeah, to we're water not, down that that battle. We are not. We we are not. Uh, everyone's not on our side here. And, and Jerry, you haven't even said where you stand yet. But this caller and me and, and myself are the same side. Here, I got one of my favorite baseball players. Just got a text from the Z Man. The Z Man is a hardcore Chicago. I always forget which is which. White Sox or Cubs? You know, I, I know I'm gonna get. I'm gonna hear it from there. But the Z Man re- says. Yes to electronic strike zone. Embrace the technology. Come on. We, there's enough I, technology. Well, about- we, need, we need an umpire.
4: Well, how about an algorithm that makes it a little bit more random and not quite as accurate as it should be?
2: be <laughs> then they could argue all they want. So oh, can... that'd
0: be hilarious if they built in umpire <laughs> tendency. Oh, that'd be great. Um, that you could
4: you could have uh, different names or numbers for the machine that day. It's Louie today. Oh, man, this guy's got a tight strike zone. <laughs>
0: oh, that'd be great. Um,
4: so right, uh, on out, that guys. note, actually,
0: there, there's something kind of funny. So um, the the... The the this is kind of a side note to that, but it's 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 related in a way. So the the equivalent of everyone knows the video game Madden. The, the foot like the football video game. But so in the equivalent of that, it's called MLB the show, which is like the baseball version of, of Madden in terms of video games, there's a setting you can tweak where you can turn on in terms of the strike zone you can change the settings in the game to have the umpires have tendencies where it's not always <laughs> okay. going to be perfect, or you can have it be perfect balls and strikes depending on where the pitch actually is. And it's actually a really kind of fun thing when you're playing the game because you can learn, like, okay, this umpire's tendency is he's not he's going to call a strike in this part so you can kind of try to get away with that. So it's kind of fun like that where you can kind of tweak the settings, and that's almost like what we're saying here. Give... Give the umpires tendencies. Give these computer robots tendencies. That'd be great. Um, Jim, do you care at all how this umpire actually
2: works? I. Hello, caller you're on the air. I, I don't want the umpire. I don't want the computer there at all. Okay. I, I'm with you, Jim, and
3: I, I want to go back to the the nostalgic caller. I've only known baseball with television, and all, all that gave me the opportunity to do was to know which umpires I was going to be angry at before the game even started. I was able to know. I was like, well, I, I know who's umpiring, and this is going to be a terribly cold game. And it, it drew the – it gave you energy for the game. You know? But you got to see it more because you were able to see the angles you can't see in the stands.
2: Chair, so, chair chair, wait a no minute, hey, come on, come on, chair I want you to take a stand here. You loved the differences of the referees in high school. You knew that Jim or, you know, Franklin or Carl was going to come. You know, you knew when Hawk was going to come that you were going to be fighting against them. I mean, come on. It was all part of the game. How can we get rid of these refs and umps? Exactly. Come on, here. Back me up here or else make your case. No, I I I've said the same thing about this
0: since the beginning. Is that I've accepted that this is where this is where sports are going. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I've accepted it.
2: Because I, we need to get it right. That's the biggest argument be, for yeah, it. Yeah, because the majority of people think
0: that it's 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 the job of an official to get calls correct and not have undue influence over the game. That's right. And,
2: Jared, that's, and, go ahead.
0: Yeah. And, and, and so the best way to do that is to develop, if if that's the premise, if that's what your, your, your starting point is, then the best way to do that is create a system where it's impossible to make incorrect calls.
2: I don't know, Vince, if you were here. When Jerry put me on the spot, and he, he did it, well, he's not doing it again, but I'm going to, he asked me that question. What is the purpose of the umpire or the referee? Jared just made the statement that it's to get the call right. I, that's where. No,
0: I th- well, it's not my opinion.
2: That's No, that's the opinion yeah. of, of... That's why... And that's the majority, yes. And, and that's why yeah. we're going this direction, because a majority want it that way. That's the difference, and I think you're with me, Vince. It's not... I don't believe the purpose of the referee or the umpire is to get it right. I believe their purpose is to make a call the best they can. And if they get it wrong, it's part of the game.
3: Me, a- me, absolute, a- absolutely, Jim, and here's the problem is... If you're a, if you can't hit, and you spend two or three years, and they give you the opportunity, they find somebody else. If you can't make the open three, uh, you, you know consistently, they find someone else. If you can't block for the quarterback consistently, they find somebody else. Yeah, if you make if a, a bad home play, if you're a bad umpire, they don't replace you fast enough. That's the problem. You want good umpires and good referees. Get rid of the bad ones because you have it on tape. That's what the film is for.
2: Just like a, a lousy player gets replaced by a better player, let me get exactly. let, me, let me get another call, Vince. I don't know if you, you started it. this, but you sure are finishing Thanks, it. Thanks, Vince. You're on the air.
1: I love a show where I can call back in. It's awesome.
2: Oh, it's yeah. so, we, we encourage triple dipping here.
1: <laughs> okay, well it's only double at this point. But what I would like to say is, I think that the two of you come from at sports. From the perspective of an athlete while the majority of people come at sports from the perspective of a gambler (laughs) so I remember having a girlfriend years ago whose father was a police officer and gambled on every sport everything there was always trying to calculate the odds always trying to corral as many variables as possible and if you look into the amount of money running through sports books, it's truly amazing. And it's really expanded as it becomes more and more legal with the internet and with all the gambling that's going on. I'm actually convinced after being around not just him, other gamblers that are just gambling like crazy. And I've been in Las Vegas for weddings and things when people are gambling on various sports. And it's just crazy the amount of money that's running through those places.
2: How, how, are, you, how are you relating Many this? What's, what is this gambling aspect of it? How is that affecting However, whatever you think should be done with robot umpires? Where does this go? Okay,
1: so if you're gambling and you know that somebody else might have control of that umpire... Yeah. You either win or lose, depending on whether you're the guy controlling it. Because remember, you've got overs and unders. You've got all these different ways the game is played. And you need to eliminate as many variables as you can, other than just the ability of the players. Remember, we still talk about the Black Sox, where, you know, the guys decided to make a little money by throwing games. And that was a long time ago, over 100 years ago. and uh, And so... <laughs> So people take it really personal when you take their money away from them because you control the variable. So the the weight of the people that are gambling, if they don't control a particular lever of deciding who wins, they don't want anybody to be able to use that lever.
2: So you think the, and, you think the gamblers are are going to support um, the robot umpires? The gamblers that aren't controlling the empire.
1: The umpires will. The gamblers who are controlling umpires would prefer the umpires maintain the power because they have access to that lever. Oh, man. I mean, this is a real world. I mean, when you hang around gamblers, I do not gamble. I hate the idea of gambling because I've been around a bunch of these people. And uh, to me, gamblers are a whole lot like alcoholics. But, you know, similar tendencies. You know, payoff. But... Mm -hmm. But I believe the gambling is behind a lot of the rules that are being made to eliminate ways that people can manipulate the game because you lose all your money
2: All right um, let me, let me move on here. We got two lines calling I got text coming in. Thanks thanks for the call that's a good, that's a good point. you brought gambling into it. Be with you in a second, caller. We got the Z man says if the umps got it right, ninety-nine percent of the time, I'd have no problem with it. But it's more like ninety percent, and they get ten percent wrong. That's just wrong. We got to get these right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, I've asked
0: that. I've asked that question before. Like, what's the acceptable threshold of incorrect calls?
2: And and uh, apparently, according to Z, that that it's like ninety percent. That that uh, they've proven that the. um that the, what do you call the thing, the, uh, the strike zone call, calls? Uh, track Trackman. Track <laughs> Hello, caller, on the air. <laughs>
5: oh, boy, Z-Man. Yeah, I, I just call calling back. Yeah, Vince made a very good point. You know, I, I just know for sure in the NFL, after every single game, everyone is given, before they do their next game, they're given a, a report card, and they're given their video of their last game and they're told what they got right and what they got wrong, and they're given a grade. And that grade decides who moves on and who gets the choice games and who moves and does the playoffs, etc., etc. et cetera. They also make sure they have people that are independently wealthy so they don't have to worry about influencing a game or be tempted to influence the game for all the gamblers. Uh, that was just on my. I don't know what it is in Major League Baseball, but yeah, you know, if you get too many bad grades, you're no longer an NFL referee umpire. coach. Uh, you know, exactly. you're not on the officiating. It's that simple. You get a grade, you don't get a passing grade uh, enough times, you're gone. And you know, they like I said, it's not like they've got a NFL um, umpire referee combine going on, college going on somewhere. That's a tough one. Now I don't know if they have enough. But they have enough people to actually replace all the home plate umpires. Um, but the other thing I, got, I was pointing, you know, I got to thinking about the inspirational stuff. And when I was, I, I don't know if it's one simple instance, but what, what has always amazed me is seeing these gymnasts going when they they've got a fractured foot, uh, you know, uh, torn up knee, whatever, running down that ramp and. Doing that vault or doing their rings, and on the knowing, knowing before they leave, they're going to land on that thing, and they're probably going to destroy it. Could you, Jim, with a fractured ankle, go out and play for three or four more minutes on a basketball court? I
2: don't know. I
5: mean, mean, that to me is that to me is inspiring as far as just flat out guts. Not just women's, but the men's gymnastics. I'm thinking the guy that did the rings. And he had a fractured uh, tibia, and he still did his dismount. You yeah, um, that to me is, that just still, whenever I see that kind of stuff, it's like, wow. And I don't know too many macho guys that could go out and do that. So there's something to think about. But yeah, man, umpires, just get it right and we'll leave you alone, right? Just, just you know, and to the best of your ability. That's, that's you know, everybody's human.
2: That's, so uh, that's that's what I say. We're, trying, yeah, we're And to... people
5: are human, man. And and you take that out and that's like uh, lining up and I mean I'll just use this as a as a real quick one, but imagine two armies lining up and they're getting together and saying, Oh, you know what? Weather's kind of crappy today. Let's let's not let's not let's not kill each other today. Let's wait till we get better weather or <laughs> you know, that's the kind of stuff. It's the variant. It's, and, and gamblers and especially the odd make odds makers Want all those variants eliminated. And I say leave them in.
2: <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. And come on, Tim. So frequent listener and uh, co-host uh, or substitute host Tim Anderson, he says, I disagree with you, Jim. Sh- shouldn't we make the game as fair as possible? Uh, well, again, yeah, it comes down to what our def-
0: how fair is as fair as possible.
2: Fair is is the umpire doing the best they can and keeping the human aspect into it you know i just it's just so important to me that we don't replace all referees and and judges and lines people I, mm-hmm. i've always loved it yeah. I've always loved that part of the game. After how poorly officiated
0: the game yesterday was, this high school girls game that I watched, I understand the argument a little bit better though. It was like it, it's I will say, like when you see a really really poorly officiated game, I kind of understand it a little bit better chair i've been in uh, ba- i've
2: been in basketball for 60 years i've seen no, I, I so i know many i know and, you, and your, your
0: idea is just let's just you know you replace those officials with better ones but it's it's again it's one of those arguments that's really easy to make where when you watch like a really poorly officiated game it's like well there's
2: your argument as to why we should automate this it could be the last call Caller, call you're on the air
3: really quick gotta jump
2: back in yeah uh, if you <sighs>
3: If you know, going into watching a game, that all of the calls are (laughs) going to be correct, doesn't that take away an element of upset? In in a seven-game series in the NBA, and I know every single call is going to go the right way, seven-game series in baseball, I know every single call is going to go the way it's supposed to go, then the better team is absolutely going to win. You're taking away the variables that make sports
0: expensive.
2: I, I I hope Jerry, you're going to have to respond to that because I could, could couldn't have said it better myself.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't think he's wrong. I I don't I don't think this is wrong. I think again, it just it comes down to that opinion on what
2: do you think their role is. What is the role of the umpires? That is, you you have come back to that, Jar. Remember when you first brought it up, and and you have come back to that again, and that's the only thing that gets me thinking of it. That's our difference, and that's mine and Z-Man's and Tim's difference, is that I think the ref's job is to make a call, not always get it right. So,
3: exactly. I, I agree. It, and Jerry, I will say, you are the best at not actually
0: answering. Oh, I've mastered it. I have mastered that skill, Vince. I've mastered that skill. I know. Here's a, here's a quick scenario here. So in the like, I'm reading about how the way this, this robot umpire system works. What's going to be funny is like one of the errors, the situations I see coming, is when because the the strike zone gets recalibrated each batter depending on like what it because it calculates their their height. Of course, I'm waiting for it to like incorrectly calibrate their height and oh, they God, give yeah. like a five seven player a six four player strike zone. I, you know, that's just, just something bizarre like that. It's oh gosh, <laughs> oh, that'll be the best
3: manager argument ever. Uh, oh, it's going to be great.
0: Hey, I'm looking forward to it. Great
3: Sunday, guys. Thank Vince, thank you so thank much, you so uh, much for this. Week.
2: Thanks, Vince. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Vince. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening in here on the Sports Phone.
0: We'll be back next week. That'll be Sunday, March 13th. And until then, thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, looking forward to, uh, to talking to everybody next week.
2: That's all I got, Jerry. Still there? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, we, uh, we got uh, Mr. Steve Garner coming on next with the, um, I believe it's Sunday, Sunday Evening Jazz. Whatever Steve plays, I always like. So I don't really, he calls himself, he, he has different shows, so I always like whatever he plays. See you next week on the sports phone. Ready to this has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.